I caught you again. (laughs) You weren't drinking. I said, I caught you again. Last time it was you drinking something and you were like right in the middle putting lip balm on. (laughs) My lips are so chapped right now. It's terrible. I've had so much water today, but it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, has it, I was going to say, it's a desert winter. Sucking the moisture from my skin. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Well, and if it's been, has it been windy at all? down there for you oh gosh yeah super windy yeah and i feel like that doesn't help no no not at all the dry yeah the drying of our skin and i swear (laughs) it's like literally (laughs) sucking the water out of us (laughs) it really does it really does you move almost anywhere else and you immediately can tell that there's actually moisture in there (laughs) yeah or like lotion takes longer to like soak into your skin when you're putting it uh-huh. on and it doesn't yeah. just disappear and you need to use like half the bottle. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I swear that's why I'm like, I can't even, oh, I mean, I, I do spend good money on like my face skincare products, mm-hmm. but I don't even bother with buying like fancy lotion because I go through it so fast. So I'm like. Yeah. See, I, I still kind of do, mostly just because I have my like Shea Butter People um, that I love, that oh, Coils uh-huh, brand. Uh-huh. I love their body butters. They're just my favorite. Yeah, I've just been buying the Palmer's Cocoa Butter in the tub, and it's like mm-hmm. six or seven bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like effective in the sense that I feel like it doesn't just absorb into my skin after five seconds. Oh, yeah. It actually like, legit. yeah, moisturizes it. So, yeah. Anyways, um, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. We are a skincare uh, product product podcast. We can be. <laughs> we really, we really could. We love skincare. Yes, we do. We're all about those serums and moisturizers yes. and guys. Use retinoids. You will not be. You will mm-hmm. not regret it. I'm nodding my head. You can't see it, but I'm nodding my head. Seriously. Like, te- here, here's the irony. Like, well, maybe not irony, but I swear, you guys, we're really not a skincare podcast. But, um, <laughs> like, 10 years ago, me couldn't necessarily afford some of the stuff. I mean, there's a lot more affordable stuff out on the market now, I feel like, oh, than yeah. there even was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, if the, if the stuff that was available right now was available to us when I was, like, 22 – I probably would have been all over it. But at the time, mm. serums and anything that came in a glass bottle with a dropper automatically cost like $50. Like, yeah, there was no really option for a broke waitress. <laughs> well, to- back then, the whole idea was, no, you need to dry the life out of your skin. <laughs> so but true. it only took about five years for people to actually catch on that no moisture is actually really good for your skin (laughs) and you should actually be trying to put moisture into your skin yeah so yeah just a little psa for all of you out there if you think it's too early it's not yeah moisture sunscreen retinoids and facial massage that's Mm -hmm. that's my those are like my five golden rules of skincare and look i'm mid-30s and i've had a few people be like so are you just graduating college? <laughs> That's the best. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Girl, it's working. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, maybe the fountain of youth really does exist and it's just in a, in a bottle of uh, retinol. It's just not letting your skin see the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways, um, we'll try this again. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. Yes. I'm Ashley. And 
today we're talking about Ash 101, Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This one is called Lust, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're, we're saying the titles because they actually do have episode titles. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not just volumes. So, um, yeah, I don't think... I don't think I have any housekeeping. We haven't even, as of this recording, we haven't even released episode one yet. So I feel like maybe in a few more episodes, we might have weekly housekeeping and stuff as people start listening and giving us feedback. But um, we're just so prepared, you guys. Yeah, we have, we have to be, you guys. Our schedules are just bonkers. So we need to be several episodes ahead um, so that we're not just skipping weeks or just like dropping you a podcast every three weeks or something. So. Yep. So this is really for your benefit as much as it is for ours. Um. So yeah, I guess we can just uh, start talking about it now. This I don't. I feel like this doesn't necessarily happen in every episode on a Netflix DZ, but we do kind of get a replay of the mm-hmm. end scene, but from a different perspective. Yes. Um. Because we start out. Um. We start out with uh. Kimal and Burdu mm-hmm. as they're actually arriving home. And before we had only really seen once they get to her house, we had really only seen that from the from the kids' perspective. Um right. So we get them arriving home. She doesn't it's not is it implied that he um like broke into her house for her? Because she's kind of <laughs> like I don't know how I'm gonna get in. And he's like, oh boy, I should come with you. And then the yes. door just easily opens, and I'm mm-hmm. like so did he just, you know? I assumed he picked the lock for her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so because yeah. I was like, oh, you guys just like opened the door. Like there wasn't any suave, like you know, mm-hmm. moves on his part that we got to see where he just finagles it open. And right. I feel like that would have been a good opportunity because then she could have been like, oh, well, I see you were probably a misbehaved young man, like or you know, like <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of just passed over, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Because he clearly does something to get her into the house. Right. So, yeah. So she invites him in. Like, he follows her and makes sure she gets in. Well, and she's shaking. So I think he's kind of wanting to make sure she's okay. He makes some chai, I think. Oh, that's right. Because she's a healthy dose of brandy to cognac. Cognac. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of help warm her up and help, like, chill her out because she clearly is very anxious around Mm -hmm. him. Um, That is a big thing that we see throughout this entire episode. Yeah. Is she's very unnerved by him. (laughs) Yeah. I think she – I mean, she gets flustered by him pretty easily. Yeah. Even when he's not – like, obviously there's times when he's trying to fluster her in this Mm -hmm. episode or maybe it's next episode. Like we said, we're recording these two at a time, you guys, so. I think it is next episode. So just assume at any given point you might have spoilers for the following episode. <laughs> so just watch them two at a time to be safe. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's only the, – these two together is only like, only like an hour and ten minutes or something So like nice. That. So I can't get yeah. over just how lovely that is. Um, anyhow, so, yeah, he flusters her even when he's not trying. So that's clearly mm-hmm. what's happening here. Uh, she partakes a bit much, though, I think, in the cognac chai. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she starts getting real chatty, <laughs> and she's very comfortable with him, and she's kind of just talking at him at that point. Mm-hmm. He isn't saying much during this whole time. No. She's just talking about 
it's what it seems like kind of the subtext that you get um, between the scenes that we kind of flip back and forth between them is that she's talking about why she's an educator and why it is that she cares about the kids. Mm -hmm. At one point she asks him to promise to not let them kick those five kids out because they really are good kids. She just knows it. She's, she really just verbal vomits all over him. Mm -hmm. But he's, enjoying it i mean he just kind of sits back and takes it in so we're getting mm-hmm. to see this softer side of kimal yeah. versus you know the aloof you know doesn't care about anything or any one persona he tried to give off initially mm-hmm. um so yeah so he notices she's getting giggly and basically gets her drunk patootie to bed he's like right okay let's let's get you to bed now, listen, we don't we don't praise men for doing basic things that any normal human should do. But listen, the restraint he showed when she he gets her into bed and then she, girlfriend grabs the collar of his shirt, yeah. pulls him like right to her face mm-hmm. like she wanted him to kiss her. But granted, she's not. Oh, in, yeah, she did. She, yeah, she's not in her right mind. He knows right. he knows that. Yeah. So he does not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, you're in bed. I'm going to go. But then we get a very early gitme. I know. It's a drunk one, but it's a gitme nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> and she's so like, it's so soft spoken and so like, what is the word? I Like, it just pulls on you and he's kind of like, okay, I won't go, you know. And he, so he doesn't leave the house. He just goes out into the living room, crashes on her mm-hmm. couch. Um and I just, yeah, I loved that. I was like, yeah. he would have no reason to. She's drunk. Like, he could very easily, he knows she's in bed. Yeah. He could leave. No, she's just going to sleep it off. Right. But. And if he really was as uncaring and aloof as he seems to be, that's exactly what he would have done. Oh, yeah. He would have been thinking, she's fine. I got her in safely. She's okay. I know that she's fine. Mm-hmm. She doesn't realize she even asked me not to leave, so right. I'm just going home. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. He still stays. Yeah, because really, she's not his responsibility. No, she's a grown adult, uh-huh. and he already did quite a lot, driving her home, helping her with the chai, making her the, the cognac, like all of this stuff, but she she's fine. She's in her own home. She's in her own bed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but he stays. Mm-hmm. He sure does. So, meanwhile, the flip side of that is we see the rest of the scene play out between Karem and Edda, who are spying, yeah. you know, and, like, keeping a, you know, it's been at least 15 minutes. He hasn't come back out of the house. So, you know, um, we get, you know, another replay of that kind of double meeting conversation um, mm-hmm. about, well, you know, should he just go for it, blah, blah, blah. And right. he goes for it. And he kisses her. Yeah. <laughs> and she – well. She, She's into it mm-hmm. until she's not. Until she's not. And she freaks out and she lashes out because you, – you know what I realized? I'm like, the thing about these kids, except for Ashuk, I mean, I'm, we might even argue this later, but except for Ashuk, mm-hmm. I'm thinking specifically of Sinan mm-hmm. and Eda and Karam. They're like wounded animals. Yes. Where 
they immediately react. They get scared and so they lash out. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what she does. She's like a wounded animal. She's suddenly vulnerable and in a situation that she doesn't want to be in. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want Karem seeing her like this or thinking that maybe she has feelings or whatever. She just gets scared. And so she lashes out and she bites him. (laughs) Yeah. She – I. Okay, I knew, like, the kiss ended abruptly from having watched this before, but uh-huh. I was like, wait a minute, did she punch him? And I, like, rewound it, and I was like, oh, no, she bites him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a oh. wounded animal. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So he, she, yeah, and then, she, like you said, she freaks out. She's like, get out of here. Go home. Yeah. Like, my parents are going to be here soon. Um. Because, yeah, like, it – I think she started to feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I don't like this feeling. And I definitely don't want someone witnessing me having this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that gets nipped pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Well, and then Karem is, you know, an injured little puppy now. Mm-hmm. And he goes home. And we actually see the first snippet of his home life. Yes. Which – of Guess what? It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a shock. I mean, the vibe you get is his dad's a successful businessman of some sorts. And yeah, part of me was like, what is this? Is, are, yeah. you are you a mafia? The- <laughs> like a mob boss guy? What's going on here? I know. All his guys and then the – I don't know. It was weird vibes to yeah. me. So – and I truly cannot remember. I just know obviously they have money. <laughs> like yeah. that's, you know, made clear. But – you know, daddy has specific views and expectations of him. And even his little, you know, cohorts or whatever those guys were are like, oh, yeah, please. I can't remember his dad's name, but they're basically mm-hmm. like the son of so-and-so. He's not even going to work till he's 40. And maybe not even then. He's just basically right. going to ride daddy's coattails until he dies and inherit what's his. And instead of arguing it, because you can see it actually like offends Karem. Yeah. But he's like, there's not even a point. Like, so right. he's like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Good night. Meanwhile, yeah, wait till you die and get all your money. <laughs> meanwhile, mom is watching from the rafters, but she's not saying or doing anything. Mm-hmm. It clearly bothers her too, mm-hmm. but she's not stepping in and defending her son. So it's like, yeah. well, this is great. So you get a yeah, a taste of what he deals with on a day in and day out basis. Um, well, and it's interesting because. Of his propensity to aggression mm-hmm. and fighting and that kind of a thing, it makes me wonder if there's some so, um, if is there some sort of abuse going on in the mm-hmm. household because his dad seems to have power over mm-hmm. many people and the fact that his mom does stay quiet. I I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching with that, but the fact that he doesn't even lash out or say anything was interesting to me, mm-hmm. and just the whole the whole dynamic and. Like I said, his propensity for for violence. Well, yeah. No, and what you say makes sense because it, you know, typically or a lot of times I should say, I shouldn't say typically, but I know a lot of times in abuse situations, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, et cetera, you don't feel like you can fight back with to that person. So you lash out at people you can. Right. It's a control thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. him getting into fights and being more, like you said, aggressive, it it would make sense. He's he's responding to the way he's treated at home 
but he yeah. can't respond that way at home. So right, exactly. Um, yeah. So the the other three are walking home from the concert still, right? Because we've got I just wrote that Osman's always hungry, so I know they're in the group, and he like probably wants to stop and eat something. And <laughs> I think Sinan and Ashuk are like, you know. Enjoy Afia Tolson. Like, we're not That's hungry. That's right. Yes. And so yes, he's yes. he's going to walk her home or at least to the taxi stop, bus stop type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And she's – so as they're walking alone, like, she starts to ask him a bit, like, are you upset that your parents don't – like, you're not living with your parents, that you're, you know, kind of on your own? And um, he initially says no, and she's kind of like, really? Like, I feel like people our age, like, we kind of, like, need and want that. Yeah. And he starts to get curt, argumentative, and even kind of mean. Like, like yeah. you said, like a wounded animal. Yeah. You're poking uh-huh. at the wound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is kind of the theme for this episode mm-hmm. is maybe not lust, but wounded animals lashing out. <laughs> no, truly. Because that is how the – that's how the episode ends is each yeah. of them like like letting it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, he, yeah, he, you know, she's poking the bear and he gets mad. But even after he kind of is rude to her and implies that she's stupid, that was kind of one of the things that he says something about her being too trusting and um, – or you're, you're too trusting, you're too accepting. And she snaps back at him and says, hey <laughs> – I don't like that you're implying that I'm stupid because I'm kind or because I'm good. Right. She's like, I can tell that you're trying to insult me right now. So even after that, Ashuk is like, it's cold. Kid, are, are you walking home? And he says yes. And she tells him, it's cold. Just why don't you take my scarf? Because she's at her stop. She's going to get into a car and go home. But he has to walk all the way home. And he – Tells her no at first, but she just grabs it and puts it on him. Mm-hmm. And the I here's what I'll say: the actor <laughs> who plays Sinan, Merit, he mm-hmm. does a killer job with what I would call micro expressions, mm-hmm. and that is when you can read the emotion and what's happening just by the tiniest little movements of their Mm -hmm. face. And this is something I feel like doesn't get talked about enough as far as acting. The big, loud kind of performances get a lot of uh, talk and, you know, somebody method acting or yada yada. But these tiny little moments where you can just see the pain or the the love or the hope on someone's face Mm -hmm. is is huge. And – that is quite a skill for somebody to be able to do. And the expression on his face right then of mm-hmm. you can tell he's really touched and he can't believe that she cares about him enough to wrap her own scarf around his mm-hmm. neck. The smallest, saddest gesture I've ever seen. I know. And, and he's clearly affected. It's so heartbreaking. I know. It's oh and yeah. No, you described it perfectly because you're right. He out of all of them, he conveys the most with the least amount of words and dialogue. Yes. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Like, Because yeah. that's very much his character. He's mm-hmm. he's not going to talk a lot mm-hmm. like, you know, so, some of the rest of them. I mean, yes, he's the, the Mr. Philosopher and stuff. All right. But as far as his emotions go, mm-hmm. he isn't talking. Yeah. 
Nope. Yeah. No, I know. That little, it's not a smile, but it's mm-hmm. not a smirk, but it's just enough of a lift of the sides of his lips that you know he, like you said, he's so touched. He's so affected. Yeah. By her doing that. Probably especially after he just kind of like flipped out yeah. on her and she still like was like, well, I care about the fact that you're going to catch a chill. So here you yeah. go. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just love that. Um, I also wrote. Side note, at this point, I wrote, I really love this soundtrack. So whatever song happened, <laughs> I was playing, I just, I really do enjoy the soundtrack for this whole series. But yeah, whatever song started playing made me specifically want to say that. Uh, and it is, it is soundtrack. and I'm pretty sure there is an official one on Spotify. I don't oh. know. It might not be official, but it's very thorough. So okay. even if it's not nice. the one Netflix put out, there is one that somebody has made that's like got all the music that has played awesome that's yeah great it is so um yeah so we're at the next morning so i said good night mm-hmm. in everybody and virtue's hangover because <laughs> yeah. everybody's kind of like slowly waking up doing their thing you know like um sinon's like a little old man reading the paper and drinking his coffee i, <laughs> I know. love that so much i know um but then it- his stupid jerk dad comes in and Literally takes the cup that he's using for his because, chai that morning. Yeah, because he wants that. That, and he happens to be drinking out of that cup. And then he's like gonna take another stack of dishes, and he like, he like, um, what does he do? Oh, he can't carry it, so he's like, well, I'll just come back for those. <laughs> I'm like. I hate this man so much. And we have only seen, like, what would you say? In three episodes, we're talking maybe two minutes of his presence. Oh, yes. If that. And I so viscerally hate him. Uh Uh-huh. Like, oh, he's just awful. He's so awful. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. He, he, because he doesn't even blink that he's. That his son yeah. is handing him uh-huh. this cup uh-huh. that he was just using. He had to pour the chai out of it mm-hmm. and then hand it over. And he's just happy and jolly about yep. it. Doesn't ca- have a care in the yep. world. Because he's got his new wife and his new kid. Or kids. <sighs> twins. Anyways. Oh, I hate him so much. So, um, everyone's kind of, yeah. They get up to do their thing get ready for school. We do get some um, Burdue and... Uh, Kim all again because mm-hmm. she's kind of like she wakes up to, with a start kind of realizing oh crap like <laughs> is he really here <laughs> uh-huh and she like peeks out and she's like oh yeah he is and then she's like uh good night then uh chai <laughs> and they kind of get to work making breakfast but he comes into the kitchen though as she's in the middle of it and he's just kind of watching her she doesn't mm-hmm. realize it because she's it's I don't know, I really like the light in this scene. The Me too. I just really loved this scene. Like the cinematography, I guess, the visuals. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of chilling in the doorway watching her. And once she realizes he's there, he does offer to help. And she's like, Yeah, you can help me. And um yeah. they make breakfast. They're having really easy, you know, discussions. So clearly, you know, they get along because they seem to have plenty to talk about. Um yeah. and She's talking now. He's not being the quiet one. Mm -hmm. Now we have a bit of a reverse as far as that goes. Yeah. But she, like you said, she's so anxious. She's all flustered by him. So girlfriend is 
sweating, literally. Uh Uh-huh. And a trickle of sweat is what kind of brings her back into the moment (laughs) as it, like, drops onto her chest. And then she, Mm -hmm. like, she has a little freak out. Um, I don't know what else to call it because I wouldn't call it a panic attack. But she just is like, holy crap, what is going on? And so, you know, she gets hasty because there's all this tension between them. She ends up knocking glass over and he's like, don't pick that up. It's broke. Like, but she starts to pick it up anyways to have something to do. She cuts her finger and he's like, let's go. He, you know, shuffles her into the bathroom, Mm -hmm. is rinsing it. And she keeps trying to be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And, um, and he's like, no, let it like clean out. Like, let it fully rinse it out and we'll put a bandaid on it. But she, she just can't handle him touching her. Like she. Even though he's not doing it and it, he's not being sensual, he's not – he really is just no. concerned for the blood coming out of her finger. Right. Um, but she flips out and um, he's kind of like, okay, that's my cue. Like <laughs> – Yeah. And, you know, I can't blame him. What else is he going to do? Like she is an adult. She is capable of rinsing her finger and it's not like right. a horrible cut that she needs to go to the hospital for. Um. So, yeah, so he just kind of takes his exit, and she is trying to get herself together and calm down and be like, yeah, like, Burju, what is going on with you? Um, well, and it's interesting when that – when I first saw that scene, part of me wondered if the implication is if she has something in her past that made her freak out. Mm-hmm. But now watching it and then – seeing episode four Mm -hmm. i felt like it made it clear why she flipped out the way that she did so it was just she basically is catching herself in all these different situations Mm -hmm. with him and she's obviously attracted to him Mm -hmm. so she 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 freaked out yep (laughs) and listen i understand i understand because you know you yeah, you can't really you can't really help who you're attracted to, but right. You can help what you do about it or don't do about it. Right. You know. Right. Um so yeah, but you're right. Just having watched this episode, it does seem like yeah, maybe someone has like hurt her in the past physically. Right. And so this could have been yeah, bringing that up. That that totally makes sense. Um so they they all they're all arriving at school basically mm-hmm. um the the group eventually all gets there osman is handing out hazelnuts to everybody and they're speculating like what <laughs> went on last what could have gone on last night uh between burju and kimal well because ada gave them the 411 and she tells them that he slept over mm-hmm. that he was there all night so they're really anticipating that things are going to be moving forward mm-hmm. forward with this whole situation they're happy they're excited osman got a bracelet for him to give her they they have all of these plans that they're prepping for yeah Except. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the bracelet. Osman's like, yeah, I'm on it. This is going to be a gift from him to her. And I'm like, how are you even going to pull that off? Because even if, when you give it to her, it, whether she accepts it or goes and gives it back to tell him it's inappropriate, he's going to be like, what the heck are you talking about? Right. I didn't get you a bracelet. Right. Oh, but I just love the way he thinks. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a step ahead of you guys. We're moving this Yeah, along. and he's like, I spared no expense and I got this bracelet for, for Burju from, from Kimo. Well, and Ashuk is even like, holy crap, oh, this is beautiful. So, yes. Clearly. She's he's fawning over mm-hmm. it. She loves it. Yeah. 
But everything goes wrong because they see the two of them walk up to school. They exchange no words. They completely ignore each other. They come separately. Yep. And then Ada finally comes and walks up and she's like, that's not the look of two people who had sex. No. I mean, she's not wrong because even if they were trying to be like coy about it, they're the looks on their faces would not be that. They might show up separately. They might only barely look at each other, mm-hmm. but the the glow would be there. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah it yeah. is like she's not yeah, wrong. This yeah, this didn't happen. Um, so then they walk in. Of course, freaking our caric- <laughs> our caricature of a villain Nezdat comes in. And he's of course hey losers or whatever he says something really horrible like he says the whole thing again that he's gonna get rid of them (laughs) if he's gonna work to the last day he he's alive to get rid of them kind of a thing but you know (laughs) i loved it because sinan here's the thing about Mm -hmm. sinan when he does talk he has something to say yep so he basically is like because i don't remember nezha asks something about him like i don't know if something spurs it where it's like something about your future or whatever and he's like oh yeah no what i want is to grow up and become a school principal just like you and be obsessed with 17 year olds and Mm -hmm. arguing with them on a day in and day out basis and like letting them live in my head rent free essentially yeah so kind of you know it's a it's a good burn um but nezda just doubles down like further just proving his point dummy but whatever yeah well, and then he realizes that Ishik is with them, and he's like, "What are you doing here? Why are you, why are you with these horrible kids? Go hang out with your good friends." Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, then we get the Kimmel arrives in the teachers' lounge, and the her, I cannot remember her oh. name, so I'm just calling her the floozy flirt. <laughs> oh, I called her Horny Hanum. <laughs> I like that better <laughs> because <laughs> she just walks right up to him and propositions him. Yeah, I literally wrote that she propositions him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Horny Hanum. That is her name from here on out. I love it. Because so, I don't know her name. I'm like, I don't know this lady's name. No. And She's who, getting a nickname. And who cares? <laughs> who cares what it is? She's not important. So I, what I love, though, is that he essentially just, like, walks out because she basically is like, look. Yeah. You're good looking. I'm good looking. There's an attraction here. This is going to happen. And essentially, like, I'm here for that. And he's kind of like, uh, I have somewhere to be. And just, like, bolts out of there. And I'm like, yes, my good man. That is what yeah. you do. This is when the discussion we had la- last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. about confidence and about yes. uh, this is when it pushes into arrogance. Mm-hmm. And she's just being arrogant in yes. this situation. Yes. Well, and she's making a lot of assumptions because let's let's flip the gender roles on that. Yeah. We would absolutely call that harassment if uh-huh. sexual harassment if a man or, you know, yeah, sexual harassment if a man yes. was basically like, look, in the workplace, no less, yeah. you're good looking, I'm good looking, there's clearly an attraction here, like, so let's have fun. So, yeah. yeah. Um Anyways, at some point, someone asks what happens to Karim's lip, which I thought was really funny because he says something about like, 
a cat scratched him and i think osman <laughs> says something yeah. like uh looks more like a tiger and karam's like well <laughs> you're not that far off <laughs> yeah oh, so funny um anyways they're they have a test and mm-hmm. sinon i don't remember he basically is just like yeah i didn't study for this i'm gonna take a nap because he probably didn't sleep well yeah. i don't feel i feel like he just doesn't sleep well he's got too much crap going well, on well and I'm sure that the run-in with his dad kind mm-hmm. of set him off for the day. So yeah. he is in his apathetic move, yeah. uh, mood because that's his coping mechanism mm-hmm. is to pretend that he doesn't care about anything. And so he decides he's not going to do the test. He's just going to write his name and turn it in blank. Mm-hmm. And Ushuk has been bugging all of them about the yearbook pictures, mm-hmm. which apparently is an optional thing, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah. In America, yearbook day, picture day is not optional. Yeah. And <laughs> you, if you're absent, you go to makeup day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go and you get your picture taken, period. But apparently, um, this is something that they can opt out of. Uh, or maybe they're because they're the bad kids. Mm-hmm. They ditch it i don't know it seemed like it was an after school optional thing to me yeah but ushik is really committed to getting them Mm -hmm. to get those yearbook pictures she she really is so um the test you know the test is happening and ushik in her first probably ever move of I don't even know. It's not really rebellion because she's not disobeying anyone. I mean, but she is essentially cheating because she swaps their papers. Yep. And before Sinan can do anything about it, she switches their names, puts her name on his blank paper because she knows her grade can probably take the hit Mm -hmm. and his can't. So she uh, turns in the blank paper, leaves Sinan with um, her fully finished paper and walks Mm -hmm. out. And um, that kind of winds up blowing up. Probably again, just like with Edda. Yeah. I think just I think this mirrors Edda and Karem's situation, just obviously not with a kiss. But there's a vulnerability that he mm-hmm. clearly knows that Ashuk can see in him. Yeah. And he doesn't like having his soft underbelly showing. <laughs> and it leads up to him, like, flipping out on her later, like he... He shows up in the group and um, because um, Edda is kind of analyzing Burju's like um, attitude, you know, her her reaction to Kimal or her lack of, I guess, interaction right. and whatnot. Again, it's kind of more double talk, too. She's clearly talking about herself. Right. You know, and Karem's picking up on that. Um, but in the middle of that, Sinan walks up and is like why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, she yeah. switched our tests. And, um, well, and then they start to defend her because yep. they're being logical and they're telling him, look, buddy, she just did a nice thing for you. What's the big deal? Why are you freaked out so badly about this? But he will not be stopped. And mm-hmm. he is just really, really mad. Yeah. Yep. He He's just out to hurt her because – yeah he's hurt and mm-hmm. as you know it might be cliche but it is true hurt people hurt people um yeah. and so yeah but they're all just like what that well it kind of causes other arguments too like the, the whole group just kind of starts to go at it yeah um, yeah 
Well, because tensions were high between Karem and Edda, so that sparked some mm-hmm. some anger and being upset about that situation. There are all these kind of underlying things that they're all dealing with, and eventually it all just completely blows up. They all yeah. tell each other to F off mm-hmm. and that this is over and forget it all. Ashuk is crying and she runs away yeah. because... Of course, Sinan really hurt her. All she was trying to do was do something nice for him for once in his life. Yeah. And <laughs> she gets an earful because of it. And then because they're they then they've all basically turned on each other. Yeah. And so it's kind of a a black moment as the end because the, now the whole group is mm-hmm. split up and there I I don't remember who it is, but somebody basically says something to the effect of let them kick us out. Who cares anyway? Right. This what, is over. Yeah. What were we thinking? We're not like basically we're not a family. We don't need to help each other out. We're on mm-hmm. we're on our own. Um, yeah. And so the, basically that leads into showing only I mean Ashuk leaves crying. We know that. Mm-hmm. We don't really see what Osman does because he honestly he's just kind of the neutral glue right now. He's not yeah. really and he doesn't. I mean, yeah, he he's affected by however they're all screaming and yelling and separating, right. but he's not really a part of that. Like, he's not causing these arguments. He's not even really that involved in them. Right. Um, so we don't really see what he goes off and does. He probably just goes home and eats. <laughs> like, let's be yeah. real. Um, or manages some of his 25 yeah. other businesses. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Edda goes home and starts furiously drawing. So we get another little insight into her. That's clearly something that she enjoys doing that she keeps a secret because it's like shut away inside of a desk. Mm -hmm. Um, Karem goes and picks an alley fight because, (laughs) like you said, and then Sinan goes and he's like, he goes home and is like drinking and basically just probably trying to numb everything. Um, And then the episode ends. Before that, though, um, there is a blip um, where – all the teachers are at lunch, and normally Kimal doesn't like eat with the teachers because everyone's kind of oh, surprised when right. he shows up at like what I assume is like the. It looks like an outdoor cafe, but like, I I'm not sure if it's like part of the school and it's like a really nice cafeteria for the teachers, or if it's just somewhere they all go at lunch. Like they go off campus and eat at this place. Um, yeah, maybe that's a cultural thing that we don't really no Mm -hmm. because it didn't seem to be part of the school it didn't because there's like an indoor and outdoor but anyways that doesn't even matter yeah all the teachers clearly go there for lunch kimal actually shows up everyone's surprised Mm -hmm. and he winds up um seated next to uh yeah the uh to horny hanum and and across Mm from (laughs) from burju from burju now burju and she had just been inside getting their meals and she uh horny hanum is like oh get she totally exaggerates the situation to burju (laughs) obviously not knowing anything that's like gone down between burju and kimal but right she's just like oh yeah he's so into me he made that clear like we're just we're gonna hook up all this stuff like and so Burju's a little bit shocked because she's like okay even though she's clearly struggling with the fact that she's attracted to him like mm-hmm. that seems like really icky that he like this would ha- you know so she's clearly bothered by it so she like takes the last yogurt drink <laughs> yeah i thought that was funny <laughs> i thought it was funny too that she's like oh uh, oh i'll take that if you don't want it and Burju's like no i want it yep it's mine <laughs> the iron is um is his kid is a is a 
uh, metaphor for Kimmel. Yeah. Uh, so they all wind up seated at the same table. And he's just kind of being, like, chill, you know. But he looks at her because, of course, like, she won't really look at him. She kind of looks at him. And then he sees the Band-Aid on her finger. Mm-hmm. And she immediately pulls it away, hides it under the table, which is yeah. obviously a big symbolic move. Like, Yeah. And he sees it for exactly what it is. So, like a dumb man, he's like, hey, horny Hanum. Like, I think like you're in, right. Like we- an injured animal. <laughs> he lashes out. <laughs> yeah, this really, this this episode should have been called yeah. Lashes, not yeah. <laughs> not Lust. Yeah, there um, are all these parallels in these different situations. It's crazy. So he basically tells her, you know what? We do need to have fun. Like let's have fun and she of course is like yay and yeah so that's frustrating but you're like well i get it you're trying to get a reaction out of her because she's not Mm -hmm. even acknowledging you you're going about it in a really stupid way but like you said wounded animals so well and and the ending um dialogue that we get from future ashok oh that's right is She's talking about what happened with Sinan, mm-hmm. and she says that he was actually afraid of being loved, mm-hmm. uh, afraid of loving, connecting, and what I did scared him. Yeah. The the tiny little gesture, her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another, another small gesture. Yeah. Her doing the test for him and giving him one good grade mm-hmm. on one test <laughs> scared him. Yeah. That I think combined with the scarf, it was just yeah. It was he doesn't he doesn't know how to be loved because it's easier to have that shield up because he's had to with his own parents. So mm-hmm. when someone is showing him like the slightest bit of affection, he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And at the same time, is probably so scared of losing it that it's like, well, it's better to just shove it away before I accept it right. and then lose it. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean. Listen, only three episodes in, being barely half hour, 45 minute episodes, like there's a lot of depth and a lot of layers and a lot of stuff that's like been already kind of like, like is being revealed. I don't know. I feel like the pacing Mm -hmm. and the timing is done really well with the short amount of time that they have. Yeah, Um, very much. So, yeah. Um, So that's pretty much episode three. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, so things aren't looking good. <laughs> They're really not. And you're like, okay, I know we have uh, 13 more episodes of this. So. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to me how quickly this kind of, you know, black moment happened mm-hmm. between all the characters and all the tension and all the conflict. Because um, it is only episode three. Yeah, but Usually, it, it does. It feels like a little later. Yeah, it, but it also feels like. More than three episodes have passed. It's, yeah, that's true. Like I said, it's very weird because these are shorter than what we're used to. But yeah, it feels like so much more has happened. They just, mm-hmm. I don't know, the writers and like they just, they know what they're doing with this. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that is volume three. Um, thank you guys for tuning in with us. And um, I don't really have anything fancy to say to close out because we have to go record volume four right now. So <laughs> we love you guys and we'll see you back next week. So until next time. Give a shit who's close to call.